Hi, everybody. This is Bob from Bridesmaid, and you're listening to the Epitome of Stupidity Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode Gentlemen? Of, ladies and gentlemen? Gentlemen? The gentlemen? All right. Welcome to episode number 38, already <laughs> derailed by Clint. Hey! Um, that's me! What are we, epitome of stupidity? Yes. Allegedly, a, a metal, metal podcast. Metal podcast. And uh, in the background, there's some bridesmaids. Some bridesmaids. You may have heard that before, because I believe that the second show we ever did... We used the Bridesmaid tune. This time we are using their tune, The Count of Monte. It's not The Count. It's just it's Count. Count of Monte Fristo. And, Fristo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll find it's, out. Uh, Bridesmaid's always fun stuff. It, what are you it, listening to? Uh, Bridesmaid. Oh. Okay. And uh, some Russian Circles, some Mutoid Man. I got lost in the Mutoid Man Converge Circle. It's. I, I went back and forth with that shit all fucking week. And then... Uh, Toward the end of the week, I randomly caught um, that No Leaf Clover Metallica song, and I've been stuck listening to that fucking thing. I, I, I go back and forth with hating that thing to death and loving it. It's hmm. weird. That's how I am with you. Yeah. Every day. Works. What it's are like you listening to, Brian? You know what? I did listen to some Gajira. There you go. Because if you didn't... Okay. That's fine. You know, and I noticed, obviously... Well, I don't know. Obviously, their, their new stuff is not as good as the old stuff. But... Another thing I noticed, I was never really paid attention. I've listened to them for a couple years now. They're like the kings of simplicity. They're not really doing a whole lot of nothing, but it's good stuff. Yes, it's it's very it's my post metal thing. It's you know we're called a Luna. We'll do the same fucking thing for like three minutes, but it just fucking feels right and it's awesome. <laughs> I don't think they're doing much of that, but some of their songs are kind of long. Are, but yeah, they're just not. They're not. Shredder, no one's shredding, but it's no. it's fucking heavy as shit. Matter of fact, we'll give Gojira post metal band of the week. Go ahead, I did. All right, and then of course some more Ginger. Still checking them out. Yeah. She is so fine. <laughs> okay, but anyways, <laughs> so like I said, I've been listening to some Bridesmaid, yeah. and we got to wondering what is Bob from Bridesmaid listening to, and then enter Bob. Then we'll ask him, <laughs> Bob, what are you listening to? <laughs> Hi, um, hey, that's Bob. The, uh, so I'm not going to say this right, but Spotify recommended this to me for like like two days ago, and it's H, it's probably Halas. It's H with an A and an umlaut, then L L A S. Sure, and it is like straight, just like seventies, like camel nectar kind of prog <laughs> worship. And there's like there's nectar. one song like the single off the record, Star Lord or no Star Rider. It's Star Rider, I think. It sounds like it could be off like an Alan Parsons. Like <laughs> it's so like I I unabashedly love that kind of shit. So right. it's right up my alley. Spotify got it right. Um, <laughs> I uh, what else? The the Devil's Blood. I I've liked that band a lot. Um, they're no more, but especially the last record that came out before the guy killed himself is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, yeah, what else? There was a Jamiroquai record that came out in like two years ago. Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about Jamiroquai. There is uh, somebody <laughs> put that on the calendar. That's the first Jamiroquai reference on this ever. Podcast. Right? Yeah, but dude, if you like to dance, um, <laughs> what else? Like um, you know, like Beast Milk, um, Virus, this band from Finland. Okay, um, it's really techy, kind of like progressive black metal but the guy's singing over it like it's the most important thing he's ever said <laughs> like it's just like i am entering the void that kind of like you know like this is so intense and so like it's just pretentious enough that i'm just like okay like this I, is, the, all right you mean this what, <laughs> you're not faking it what <laughs> else do you have to say right i'm listening <laughs> you got my attention yeah all right that's always the worst segment ever but no it didn't <laughs> You know, I got to see Metallica in San Francisco because they played the Salesforce convention. I'm a software. I'm in software. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be terrible. And I went there to heckle them. And holy shit, <laughs> that, that they knock my dick in the dirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you we don't fucking cuss on this podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're professionals. They uh, the it wasn't the orchestra show, right? No, no, no. This was out in front of like the the courthouse or the state building in San Francisco downtown. They blocked off downtown. For the entire week for the software convention, it's the biggest one in the world. But then they blocked off specifically the courthouse in the park in front of it for like three days to set up Metallica stage setup out there. Yeah, three days. No, it was like that 300 foot screens, like three of them. They had like like all these like stuff cordoned off where the ultra rich people got to sit and watch. Like us lowly plebs got to stand somewhere else. Right. You know, but like it was got to stand in Oakland. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like I was from here to that like the corner of the room to James Headfield. Like 
that nice. run that, you know, it was a private event, right? So, it, but I, I fully expected it not to be any good. And those dudes, there's a reason why they're right. They're where they're at. Like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They're uh, they're pros. Love some Metallica. They, uh, but who cares about Metallica? Who, yeah, we got we got cares. Bob from Bridesmaid here. So let's get let's get to this this whole thing, the the Bridesmaid thing. Where do where do we start with this band? Clint? I, I don't. You, it sounded like you had a way to go there. Go ahead. And <laughs> so start. Bridesmaid is. Two bassists and two sometimes Wait, three drummers. Or two, but we've got enough. We've got standard drummers when some people can't do shows, and sometimes we do with all three. And no vocals, so it's <laughs> yeah. There was vocals on the first demo, but I just wasn't. I don't know, man. Those vocals you were doing just a second ago, where you were talking <laughs> right. about. <laughs> I think you could do that. Right, okay, all right. I'm gonna try. <laughs> um, the, uh, no, it just it was too. I, I don't sing that well and play at the same time. Like I've done it in a couple of punk bands, but then having a stack of amplifiers behind you and fighting against. Like a full stack with drummers, drummers, and, yeah, and, and then plus, like you know, when you first start out, you're playing like tiny little dive bars. Right, right? we aren't still doing that, <laughs> but the uh, you know, plays without decent PA, so it just wasn't even worth trying. It was just like, all right, forget it. We're just gonna do straight instrumental stuff. Nice. So let's take let's start at the beginning. We we like to take it back before there was a bridesmaid. So on a Tuesday there wasn't a bridesmaid, and then on a Wednesday there was kind of thing. Okay, I was playing in a band that's still around. Actually, it's been around for a while. Um, Sonambre. Um, it's like a kind of stoner heavy biker rockish band in columbus uh Artie that works at magnolias it's kind of his baby most people would know him around town i think yeah. from that he used to work at the straight shop too and um then scott the other bass player was in lacusta which was this death metal band from columbus and we do shows together sometimes and i knew he was in the stack and amplifiers and he knew i was in the stack one stack and amplifiers then the drummer from my high school punk band moved back to Ohio, um, Suburban Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, cool name. And so, yeah, right? So I just you know, I looked at Corey and me and him and Scott decided to start a band because with a lot of amplifiers and a lot of slow, heavy riffs and just basses and a drum. And then eventually we cut back on the amplifiers and um, so we could hear the drums better. Started playing a little bit more up-tempo because it was more fun for us. And, you know, I'd rather jump around and smile on stage than, like, try to look tougher than everybody else. Were you bridesmaid at this point? Yeah, you, when yeah you, this, the, is, uh, this is bridesmaid. Okay. Um, and then by the time, so that first record's only got one drummer on it. And then Corey was going to move to Indiana, and he did move to Indiana with his to be with his girlfriend. Um, so we did a tour with Corey and the replacement drummer Ronnie. Or I'm sorry, Ricky. Jesus, sorry, Ricky. <laughs> um, and so, and then we decided it sounds so good that we brought in Bame when Corey moved. And then we were coming back from our first tour to Texas. Bame had broken his arm. We had to cancel the rest of the Jeez. tour. We were going to stay at Corey's house in Indiana, but that was the day he found out his girlfriend was cheating on him. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ricky, that's rock and roll. Yeah. So As Ricky, right? Ricky, the original replacement drummer, goes. This sounds screwed up, but when Corey moves back to Columbus, this is his band. He have it back. And so Ricky bowed out. Corey moved back to Columbus. Came back from the band. Wow. And then that's off to him. Yeah. A couple years of that, and then. Bame got a new job. In what Madden. year is this? The this is whew, now. Now we're getting yeah like, around about. This was like this was maybe three years ago. Oh, okay. okay. Um, that, so yeah, it's about halfway through the history of the band, maybe. And then uh, what happened? Oh yeah, so Bame, uh, the summer of 2017, maybe um, the X from 2019, had gotten a different job and couldn't take any of the days off work because we had shows scheduled out of town. <laughs> so we got Ronnie from Artillery Breath to fill in, and then we were like, "Well, why don't we just play a show with three drummers? Because that'll be hysterical, right?" <laughs> and so we did at the end of that tour. All three played at the local show, and then we did it one more time at Comfest and filmed the whole thing and recorded a soundboard recording of it. But we're real lazy, so <laughs> that, expect that to drop in 2022 if we're still a band, <laughs> maybe. Like, to yeah. <laughs> and that's what was it, D. Was D that said, "Oh yeah, I saw them. They had yes. Comfest, yes. but they had three drummers." Yeah, like yeah. So, um, you know, why no guitarists? Um, because guitar players suck. Well, no. At the time, um, I had played in a band with two bass players and one guitar player when I was a, first moved to Columbus. I can get with that. Um, and then at the time, I think Scott was the only other guy I knew that like really was serious about getting like four or five full stacks crammed into a bar. To see if we could level the place, and he was a bass player. So, and I liked it. He's, he's really easy to get along with, right? So that's just how it went, dude. Um, so I mean, but hold on, Clint. All right, you can there's, come in a second. So right. Dallas Repelican does a guitar solo on the first record. Oh, so shit. yeah, there's there's a guitar solo on the first record. Uh, what is it? Uh, Breakfast at Riffany's. Yeah, that guitar solo. <laughs> that's is the, it? That's I can't the album that Calvin yeah, yeah. first does. Yeah. On. So um, the. Uh, Dallas does that guitar solo, and it was right when he got into Pelican. He was still just in the Swan King then. And I remember being in Chicago at a Low Pan show, and Dallas looking at me like he had a few beers, was like, 
you better get that record out quick because it's the same soul it's all over that new Pelican record. I just <laughs> laughed and walked away. Like, <laughs> um, I mean, he was joking, but yeah, no. So yeah, that, that, and that's also got some synth work on it and the, from this guy, um, Nighting D, that used to do noise stuff. And then um, the second album just got synthesizers from Ricky, the drummer that quit on a couple things. A fun connection. We were, uh, it wasn't, it's, I was talking to Trevor from Pelican uh, just this past week. They might be on the show here. Oh, Supposed cool. to be on the show here in a month or two. When they when it's getting a little closer to the new album coming out, yeah, which, I, I, did, I never knew those guys until Dallas got in the bag. So I was friends with him. Yeah, they're all super nice guys. I mean, yeah. So That's not awesome. that I know them well now. I mean, right, I I've talked to them because of Dallas. The, the instrumental guys got to stick together, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it um, you know, we first uh, came about you guys for being local and doing this shit. We are not as well versed in the local scene as we should be. Uh, and a couple years ago, we're getting there now. We're though. working on it. Yeah. yeah. You guys and uh, Lopan did the show at Big Room Bar. That would have been, what, like last February? Oh, yeah. with I and Beggars? Yes. That was, oh, yeah, that was a fun show. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there. Uh, I don't You guys you played t- last, right? I think we played, if it was, the, well, maybe it's a different show then. There was one, I'd have to look at the dates and stuff. I know we did a Lopan's record release there for Intentions, the first one on Aqualam. And then I know I've done other shows there with them that I booked. So if I booked it, we would have played last. Yeah, that was this would have been like a year ago because it was yeah. my first night off my... Uh, off your hiatus. No drinking yeah. thing, yeah. Okay. Um, which is coming up. God. But anyways. Anyways. Uh, yeah, we're sitting there and I play the bass and you guys get on stage. We didn't actually know anything about you. What What the hell's going on here? <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? What, I, did they forget Brian. something? <laughs> Brian, you seeing this? <laughs> and, well, you know, thanks. me being a guitarist and, and giving Clint nonstop bass shit, I'm like, dude, they're going to be double terrible with two basses. Well, no, you were right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody gets it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole back and forth thing. But uh, yeah, it turns out uh, not so bad. Yeah, I, I fucking... It, obviously, we enjoyed it. But, but th- Thanks. So we already got, I guess, through the, you know, I think one of the things on your Facebook or whatever, it says we we have two guitar or two bassists so you can hear how does it but oh can, that I was can, after i made some dumb joke one time i was like <laughs> oh you see it makes sense we got to have two drummers because the basses are so loud you right. got to have two bass right. players to drown out the drums <laughs> that's the yeah and in the in the the clever you know we're, we're the the band in high school that you wanted to be or you know we actually did it or whatever oh yeah that was drew from arcus where he was uh one of the guys from indiana that books shows for us he's in a really good band called arcarus um it just said one day he described us on a show he booked on the flyer someone said that that dumb band you talked about starting in high school while well, these guys actually did it like yeah and, so. you, and you guys are laughing all the way to the venues right you guys play year round nonstop it seems uh, like yeah it. i mean whenever we we like getting out of town whenever we can we're slowing down a little bit this year just so we can finish this third record um because somebody's actually going to pay for this one so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we'll still pay for the recording with like the pressing and stuff right. so we get paid for so which is thanks and um for real but the uh, so yeah, there'll be less shows. And it, honestly, I think maybe I'm getting older. It's getting harder to book shows in Columbus. Like when Carabar was around, never heard. I, of okay, when Carabar was around, they closed about three or four years ago. Um, it's going to be an off ramp now. It's an old town east. It's kind of what revitalized that part of Parsons. Actually, they were the first business to move in. Oh shit! All their shows were no cover. They paid you a percentage Ooh. of the bar take. Um, so you could, I could guarantee on any night of the week, I could book shows for touring bands and at least give them a hundred bucks because people were there drinking. Right. You know, it was no, and they, I had car blanche cause I was just, you know, I think like to do stuff there cause I was friends with the people that owned it. Right. Um, you know, like our record release show, no cover, our bar take was probably still like six or $700 on the nice. bar, which you, like, it, it doesn't sound like a lot of money, but a local band. Oh, that, a lot of money. Like, yeah. Yeah. People don't, people don't hand you that for playing that right. often locally, right. you know, like, um, we don't rarely so yeah it, it was it was easy now it's getting a little bit harder and i think maybe i'm just getting older and out of touch too and the kids are into different stuff like everybody seems to be into like garage. when you say f- things like the kids yeah that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right but uh, it seems everybody wants to be like in a garage rock band or a punk band again it sound real like lo-fi and crappy right yeah uh, that, that's not an aesthetic i care for or enjoy neither do we right um there you know there's a reason why i've got Varel on amplifiers so, you know they can't, they can't. <laughs> but um where uh where did the name come from so we were standing on the porch of Ruby Tuesday on Summit and 19th at Bar. Not, not, from there. Not the restaurant. There is a yeah, venue here. a venue here. Yeah. And um, we were trying to figure out a band name. So we had one or two practices. And we were making that, like, immortal pose. Everybody knows it. Like, where you hold, like, the right. oranges. And we're just saying, like, eh, metal names. <laughs> and finally, one of us was like, bridesmaid. <laughs> and we just lost it. And so that stuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> on social media, you were talking about changing it, I thought. We're oh maybe I don't there so I run an, uh, another Facebook page that I, okay so 
that guy I mentioned earlier, Night D, that did the synth- synthesizer stuff on the first record, all right. started a, because all the guys that make noise and harsh industrial music all have that same high and tight World War II haircut, <laughs> right? Um, and so they started a Facebook page called Harsh Noise Dudes with Strict Haircuts. Oh. And to make Thought fun of that, me. I started out of shape stoner metal dudes with beards. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about it. I'm on our first, like our first two week tour that I booked, and my phone just starts going ape shit, and it's got like a thousand likes, two thousand likes, three thousand likes, you know. So I start using it, making jokes about it. Now it's like up to like nine or ten thousand likes. Like I get like a post reach on there's like 140, 150 thousand people. It's right. funny enough, and so it's like I should just change the name of that to Bridesmaid. <laughs> I change that Facebook page to Bridesmaid, swap and then over. swap it over to the Bridesmaid right. one that's got like fifteen hundred <laughs> likes, maybe you know, right. like. Um, but I, it just seems crappy. Plus, I can still plug the band on the other one. Like, it's right. Not like, everybody knows they're intertwined. Like, there's no... Sure. It, uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. So, you guys... I honestly didn't realize you toured that far. How... Uh, is there... You've got a... Is there a timetable for the new record and a tour to follow? Uh, it'd be nice if we could have it all packaged up um, and done by September, just because I've talked to some people that book some larger festivals that saw us at the last Blackout Cookout. Yeah. And they said they'd start doing some more stuff for us as long as we had a label backing us because it makes their lives easier. Sure. Um, so if we get it all done before September and hit the road around then, that'd be nice. But there's no timeline. It's just got to. It, it'll get done when it gets done because we want it to be something we're proud of. Right. Um, whether it's good or not, that's you know. But it's something we're proud of at least. Right? <laughs> yeah. Who um, cares? But yeah, no. So I usually I book everything and handle all the band business. Um, that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I didn't even bother calling the other guys. Yeah. Like I don't want to chase cats and. <laughs> Plus, they might contradict me, and then I'll, you know, yeah. then there's a fight. Well, you know, a fight on that'd, air that'd be would good. Be fun. Would be bad. Honestly, the, the the biggest thing for that, that dynamic of the band was when Bame joined because he's older and smokes a lot of weed, and the other two guys are a little anxious sometimes, as I would embarrass them because I'm the dad of the band. Like, I don't care if I'm wearing a fanny pack and Crocs, like whatever. <laughs> like, wh- like when am I going to be in Minneapolis Hashtag again? That on this yeah, like, like you know, <laughs> the, 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 these people don't know me. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, but so having another uh, old dad joke guy in the band has made the dynamics gotten back to where it was at the beginning. Like, they, we're, all, we're all friends again and we're all laughing the whole right. time. You, you win the beard contest though every oh, day. Yeah, every oh day. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you gotta have the room right. Otherwise it's yeah. <laughs> it's just not as fun as it should be. Um so, but, I forget where we were at, but <laughs> I, so do I. <laughs> I I know where we're at. So I want to talk about, you know, uh how one goes about writing the way you know what your writing flow is like with you know with essentially two instruments but two people playing each instrument. So does it, um, you know, to start with you, you you write a riff, and then the you know, you're are you the lead bassist? Basically, it depends. Um, usually, whoever writes the song, the other guy stomps all over it with a bunch of solos. <laughs> like, like, like once again, they're like, oh, okay, I want to do some fancy stuff over that thing you just wrote. Like, not in a bad way, but that's how it goes, right? right? Um, so <laughs> the usually Scott, the other bass player, likes to come in with almost completely formed songs. I normally come in with like two or three riffs. I'm kind of trying to hammer together play them, see what everybody thinks, then maybe go back and adjust it, then come back and again, and we all work on it together. All right. Um, but even when Scott comes in with a fully formed song, we still tweak it together, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then I like the solos and the layers and stuff like that. It's basically a lot of fifths. Like, the joke is it's that Slayer lead, like, where, like, I play, instead of playing a full the octave. The like, Yeah, yeah, just play a fifth note, or the, the fifth of whatever he's right. playing. Right. That kind of... Um, and then Corey, the drummer... Um, the first original drummer who's still back in the band again was the lead of his high school, of our high school marching band. Oh. So anytime we have to worry about how things are being timed or like what beat we should be on, you just look at Corey <laughs> and do what he's doing. <laughs> right. Like, um, I that's mean, not the band's not good too, but like Corey's our metronome, you know? So that's how it all kind of works. Uh, you know, we got to talk about the two, the two drummers. Are, are they, I don't even know how to ask that question. How do they, are they playing the same thing at the same time all the time? Or it they, depends. Because even when they're playing like the same beats and stuff like that, and the same stuff, like they've got different styles. So it Bane, sounds a little. It's, so they're they're still in sync. Everything's in sync and in time. But if you watch them, they're they're doing different motions and movements. And then sometimes, yeah, they'll do, or like you know, one will drop out, the other will come back in, or like there'll be a break, and one guy will do a fill. The next time there's a break, the other guy does a fill, and they go back and forth. Sure. And, kind of and they just handle that amongst themselves, or yeah, guys? every once in a while they look at us and go, "What kind of beat were you thinking?" And we go. You know this one, and make, like because I don't know <laughs> the one where you hit the bass drum <laughs> right. and the snare, and then sometimes you throw in a cymbal. Yeah, give me that's... that D beat they use in all the crust songs. Just give me that's all I want. Let's just give me the D beat. I in a in a bit of jealousy, I I feel like I should ask. It took us I don't know 
six or seven decades to find a worthwhile drummer. How the fuck do you end up with three of them? There were four <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I will rephrase. How the fuck do you end up with four of them? I know, there was uh, <laughs> I because we're dicks. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know what oh, it is. That's why we can't find any drummers. Bridesmaids got all the fucking. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like I guess we're just fun to hang out with. <laughs> if, if something ever happens to our drummer, we're we're borrowing one. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we can spare. <laughs> um, spare one. We'll just follow you around till one falls off your van. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's yeah. a, yeah. Oh, damn it. I'm not going to be able to think of it. What's the fucking movie? Spinal Tap. Oh, the spot. Yeah, yeah. keep exploding. <laughs> Spontaneously combust. <laughs> With the, all the track titles are some kind of name. What? So, like, Count of Monte Fristo, um, the original guitar player from Lopan's name was Fristo. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's how that happened. Um, I think the first one originally started, uh, there was a song I wrote and we didn't have a name for it. Cause like the first demo we recorded, everything was named for lines from the 10 commandments. Okay. Cause that's some heavy, that's some heavy stuff, right? right? Yeah. Like, you know, blood makes poor mortar, right? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but so then I wrote a song and I just called it instead of barnstormer, Corey's last name's Barnt. I said barnstormer and we laughed and kind of chuckled about it. And then just from there it was like <laughs> spiraled. Yeah, so now, like, if there's any kind of name worked on anywhere, it's a band we've toured with, somebody that's us up with shows, somebody that, you know, like, that we pout around with on the road. So it's not just random, it's... It's people we know. It's kind of random. Well, you know us now. We want to be a song guy. All right, you guys are going to have to get in line. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a little backed up right now. Fine. With all the people you know. We got to get Bill and Bill and Kenny from the Blackout Cookout first, and then I think they're next, yeah. uh, next due for song titles. <laughs> they, they've been overlooked too long. Um, Damn it, that, that, the explanation of the song titles was made too much fucking sense. <laughs> that was... It's was almost a, like he was prepared for it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, we've been asked that question before little, yeah. about that. Yeah, but no, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's as simple as that. We just take our friends' names and put them I, in there. Because I mean, had I <laughs> were I to bet on it before I asked the question, I would have bet it was just random and goofy. But I love that there's actually a little bit of a story behind it. Yeah, yeah not much. But <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of shows, you guys have one coming up with uh, Weed Demon. Yeah. Um, our uh, so some guys that are good friends with from Baltimore, uh, Musket Hawk, really good kind of sludgy band. I like that name. Are, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're coming through. And then um, one of, some guys from my old hardcore band, Axe Bomber, have a band now called Voice of Crows. I like Axe Bomber. Uh, <laughs> we had to too. abandon that one because that was Hulk Hogan's uh, signature move. <laughs> and I don't know if you've heard some of the tapes of him saying things, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the band kind of fizzled out after yeah. that. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> tapes of him saying things. Um, but yeah, so they... Uh, yeah, so at any rate, yeah, so it, it, it'll be like a big family reunion, a bunch of friends playing a show together. That it, is, uh, when is that? It's Tuesday the 19th at the Summit. Um, February. Yeah, February. We, unfortunately, we can't control when people's tours fall on what days, right. but um, it'll be, you know, start early, end early, because we're all old. Yes. That's... <laughs> it, 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 band's got to be playing by nine, and i got to be, like, unloading by midnight. Right. Because i got a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Get> a job. <laughs> See, guys, Where, i got a job. Where is that at? <laughs> so the show is at the Summit, uh, which is hooked on to Bourbon Street. They're the same building, really. Yeah. Um, in Columbus on Summit Street of all places. Yeah. Wow. I... I don't know. He's got a weird ass schedule. I work nine to six, so I will fucking be there for oh, damn yeah. sure. Cool. I, you get you guys are buddies with Weed Demon. They've been on the show. Jordan's fun. Oh uh, yeah, Jordan's a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a, he's he's fun. He uh, I think he actually told some stories about you on the show, but that was a while back. I'm not very good at remembering things. Yeah, don't look at me if you're forgetting. I don't remember my own stories, so I wouldn't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you start playing the bass? Uh, okay, so um, I quit piano lessons in third grade. Oh, I, I love this story I, I, already. I, I quit uh, band at school in fifth grade when I found out I had to miss recess for it. And then, uh, <laughs> That's brutal. When I was 14, like all my friends started playing bands and nobody really had a bass player. So I begged for a bass, begged for a bass. Well, I was still 13 at the time. And then I got my parents to buy me my first PV. It was American Made Foundation because I was going to play bass in my friend's youth group church thing yeah uh Rock and, on. and so i did that that's how i learned how to play bass was playing in my friend's youth group at church and that was enough to convince my parents like okay maybe he'll stick with this one and yeah that so what i'm 39 in april so 25 years of pretending like i know how to play bass it's <laughs> <That's> a long <laughs> time that I, I don't play in youth group stuff anymore though sorry <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all not, those youth groups out there listening not on the calendar <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, i mean whatever wants to do is cool with me yeah. it's just not my thing right. <laughs> uh, so Jesus, that's that's a lot of bass playing. That 
How much theory do you know? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you, you said earlier, you said you talk about you playing a, a fifth. Right, up. I caught it. Uh, that's that's the theory I know. Do you know how to, you know where the fifth is for I, everything? I know how to make an octave. I know how to make a fifth. Um, <laughs> I know how to make a power chord. When this is over, you teach Clint how to make a fifth. I will. Okay. I actually, think, based on what he just said, I might actually know it. I just don't know the it's, terminology. It's, it's a third note in the power chord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's not the, the got it. That there is also go. my trick. That uh, is apparently just a bass thing. Yeah. So you learned that from Clint? Oh, yeah, I did. No, I've been I've been lifting stuff from Clint. A while now, since, sorry. Since youth group, yeah, since youth group, those were uh, good times. No, I, I was laughing because we're gonna be Scott and I are gonna be in Bass Player Magazine next month. No shit. And I don't know, Lick, I have a fucking how to read music or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out the editor Joel MacGyver and like he's written books on Deep Purple, Metallica, like all this stuff. He's the UK editor and the US editor. Follows that stoner metal dude's page on Facebook. Oh, no I thought I was funny, and one day he messaged me. He's like. This is going to sound weird, but you're a bass player, right? I see you posting all this gear. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, you want to be a bass player magazine? And I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. Do like, I like, <laughs> so get a free copy of the magazine? Yeah. I even bought one for my mom. It's coming out in February. <laughs> but then I got I got the proofs of it back. I expected like it was going to be like some little paragraph. You know, I was like, oh, thanks for the pity, whatever. He gave us a two-page spread. Nice. Yeah, so, <laughs> Dude, I am picking that up. Yeah, it's, it should be pretty funny. <laughs> It should be pretty fun. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Yeah, as far as I know, like I know it's going to be in the UK one for sure. And he said, I think he said it was going to be in the American version too, because I think one's bass player magazine, one's just bass player. Yeah, but I think he said both magazines in France. So, yeah, I will Ooh, fucking pick it. that up. What are you playing gear wise? Um, right now, I've got an LTD Stream One Thousand Four, which is like the top end of the LTDs where you have to pay like three thousand dollars for an ESP. Yeah, yeah screw that. Um, but I don't like active electronics, so I put Nordstrom big blades in there, like soap bar pickups. Um, and then I run, I've got my ABY switch, and that goes, there's one signal chain that's got my noise gate and a tremolo pedal in there, because I don't use those all the time. Then the other loop's got an Earthquaker Pyramids, an Earthquaker Tentacles, and a custom phaser slash clean boost I had made from... Um, Electric MPC effects modules. They're uh, back in the seventies. Electric put effects modules directly in the guitars, and you could switch them in and out. Yeah. So I had a phaser and a clean boost I liked, but I didn't like having to flip them on and off and use the, only that electric bass. So I sent them to a guy in Boston, and he built them into one custom pedal. Oh jeez. Um, and then he sent it back, and that's and that's actually how I got into Earthquaker because I heard the pyramids. I was like, because if that if that phaser clean boost breaks, it's done. That's that's it. That's, that's, it. that's, that's the, one. the one. Yeah. Um, so when I heard the pyramids, I was like, that's close enough. I need to buy one of these in case that right. breaks. And then they were just like, oh, we know you. Here's one because we're going to endorse you. Like, let's, Sweet. let's get the Earthquaker in oh, a minute. Yeah, I want to know what's but yeah, yeah, so the now, amps. Now the amps. Yeah. Um, I had been using an SVT2. Um, oh, yeah. So you don't care about the pedal. So I also use a rat and a dark glass. So at any rate. Dude, I've been like, saying shit about the... What do you use with the rat? So the rat... The, so all those effects, uh, the rat and the dark glass are outside of the loops. And those go straight into a Varel and Clay lock, which is it's a tube preamp with two Class D power amps. You can either run stereo or mono. Yeah. So you've got it's got two independent EQs and two amplifiers basically in one box. And depending on how you set it, either you power it off one EQ or you use two different EQs and power two different rigs. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> so I, I use that Clay lock, and I've got a Varel and Meat Smoke. Um, Scott just uses a Clay lock to power everything. She can. But I can't find an overdrive that sounds as good as that meat smoke overdrive, so I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of that amp. <laughs> um, and then, at, like, you know, at home, I've got, like, a Rusty Box preamp. Like, if you like that, like, shellac, Steve Albini kind of stuff, that's uh -huh. the preamp for that stuff. Um, I've got a Correct Sound Custom, some Russian guy that makes clones of uh, Sun stuff. I've got a Correct Sound Custom preamp at home I use for practice sometimes, like a Russian muff. Um, so Never Russian muff. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> for you, for we, uh, they, they, got to, they got to me, too. This counts uh, as gear geeking for like the next. Yeah, all you, you bass nerds out there, you're welcome. For and this. then I've got a I've got a Guild 301B from like 79 or 80, and a Kramer XKB from around 79 or 82. Nice. Uh, but that stream gets played more than anything. Like it's, it's got a nice thin jazz deck. It's easy to intonate because it's a modern bass. It's like these vintage things that are only meant for standard. Gear. Right. <laughs> but my only problem was was the EMG preamps and pickups. I hate that shit. So I had to put passes on it. What? So what is your tuning? Uh, it's basically take a five string set and drop the E string. Right. So it's B A D G. Yeah. yeah, and you both are in the same tuning yeah. at all times. You never get a little no. crazy. Okay, we're not that talented. Yeah, <laughs> where's, the, where's the fifth now? God no, damn it! Yeah, like, I, I got to play, I was like, wait, what fret are you on? Like, I, like, <laughs> that will get said thirty-five times today. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, what fret? Okay, yeah. So we had to do. Hang that. On, let me put my glasses on. <laughs> uh, I, I completely sidetracked you with the amp. What 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 amps are you playing through? As um, I say, what six hundred times in a row? The the Varel and Claylock and a Varel and Meat Smoke. 
He said that, Clint. Oh, I just I'm wanted, sorry. I was didn't want to interrupt I, you. It's uh, fine because you I, never heard of those I'm things. Drunk. It's fine. Uh, I used to have an SVT2 non-pro for all you base nerds out there, but I traded that for a tattoo. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Who won that trade? Um, ooh. You've still good. got the tattoo. I've Does he still t- have the gear? Yeah, he's probably still got the gear because I just did it in November. I wasn't sure I ever wanted to get rid of that amp, but the, it's uh, Chris Carter at Cloven Tattoo, and the dude is insanely talented. Yeah. Um, and he hit me up on Reverb because he, he wanted it. And it was like, we trade for a tattoo. And I was like, you're the only person that I would make that trade with. Anybody else? Like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it off tomorrow and set my appointment up. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so, um, Earthquaker. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Earthquaker. Yeah. Talk about them. We, we talked a little bit before the show about that. But any any sort of semi-local, you know, Ohio people doing this kind of thing is cool. Yeah. I mean, they're a real swell company. Real super nice to deal with. Um, like I said, that you know, they make a lot of fezzes, a lot of distortions, like kind of vintage sounding effects. Um, and they're in Toledo, is that what you uh, said? Akron. Akron. Yeah, other side. Other yeah. way. <laughs> um, yeah, I want the... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, we were, we, they were at this Doomed and Fest, Stone Fest we played last summer up in Canton. And um, I was looking, like I said, because of my phaser that I love. I know I can't replace it, so I was playing around with their pedals. And the pyramids came close to it. And so I was like, uh, I'm going to enter the raffle first, but if I don't, I definitely need to buy one of these. And they were just like, we know you guys. Like, you just want an endorsement. All I was right. like... Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I'll take your card. Do and, I need to sign something? Right. No, and I did. I, you know, signed all the stuff. And um, I'm not at liberty to discuss it because we're like C or D list level. We're not like the A list guys. Yeah. We don't get like, and everybody at different levels has right. better, better endorsements. But this is more one that I'd ever thought I'd get. So, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, every pedal I've tried so far with my love, um, especially their new ABY switch thing with the two effects loops that Swiss things. It's it makes my pedal board so much more organized. Yeah. With uh, like I said, we're gonna have to have a conversation we won't bore people listening right but uh assuming there are people listening i mean the answer for all your bass players out there the the correct answer to every problem is roto sound strings a white face rat and an svt if you just put all those three things together i promise it's the right answer to every problem you'll ever have <laughs> what sound do you get out of that some rock and roll, rock and roll. <laughs> like, a little a little dirty but a little clear, dirty yeah clean, that's nice of. uh but and well because the rats at any rate, rats are almost the same, but the, what I like about the rats for bass is they roll everything off below 60 hertz, which you can't hear anyways. So all that kind of flubbiness you get in speakers sometimes for distorted bass just yeah. goes away because the rat's rolling all those frequencies off. I am getting a fucking rat. Uh, I've been looking at one. I've, I've got one you, in my Amazon cart. I've been looking at it. I've been thinking about it. I am fucking... Yeah, they, they vary in quality from make to make. Like, I guess if you... All the rat nerds out there will argue to the end that the white face, the white face reissue are the best. But I, you know, I know a guy that owns a pawn shop in Texas. I talk to about pedals all the time. Yeah. And he said he's played 14 different rat variations, and he can barely tell the difference between any of them. So Noted. No, the, the, I think, or no, that's the metal muff. Yeah, the, the turbo rat might suck, I think. But other than that, they're fine. Looking into it. Yeah. Bob, been fun talking to you. We're going to get you out of here cool. on the uh, stereotypical shipped off to an island. You get one fucking album. What is that album? Uh, oof. Rest of your life. Out of the Blue by ELO. Jesus Christ. Everyone's been fast lately. I, I don't get it. What is the jazz album you would take? <laughs> I don't... Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not being serious. No, actually, I think that virus stuff might count as jazz if you listen to yeah. it. Like, it's got a lot of, like, jazzy bass lines under the... Are they kind of local... No, they're from Finland. There's a few bands called Virus. There's, there might even be one here called Virus. There's someone on Craigslist that's always looking for a, a band member that's they're called. called Virus. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, this was one's from Finland. They've, they've been defunct for a few years now, I think. But, uh, yeah, if you like weird avant-garde battle stuff, I would look up uh, Black Flux. It's probably my favorite record by them. Black Flux. That's really easy to say. Yeah. yeah. White Rat and Black Flu- Flu- Flux. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming, man. Coming all the way down here to the the south side of town well thanks for having me yes it's a lot of fun um if you're in the area uh february 19 yep at the summit at the summit on summit be there find us find them fucking go to the show find bridesmaid on all the social yeah facebook really facebook and instagram is the only ones i use i think we have a twitter you can see a bunch of shit about there'll uh, be a bob's dog dave there'll be a link for that and below um do you have a band camp yeah, it's uh, bridesmaid.bandcamp.com. Okay, yeah, sure. we'll put a link to that. All right, thanks, Bob. We'll see you out there. Hopefully, we'll see you back in here maybe when the new album comes out and awesome. all that good stuff. Thank you very much. Take care, man. Rift break. And we're back. 
All right. Well, Bob has left the building. So that was fun. The best bassist that's ever been in this basement. Fucking <laughs> hate you guys. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. A but lot you're of, not wrong either. A lot of bass uh, geek gear stuff yeah. going on in there. That's good stuff, man. Like I said, that probably got us covered for gear geek. And pro- you know what? I said a month earlier. That might actually be a full year. That was... They're 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 definitely a unique band. Check them out on all the. You, you can use the link, but you look up Bridesmaid. You're not going to get more than one yeah. band. <laughs> it's a, it, it's good stuff. I I've, I love that shit. It's it's easy to get lost just in, in an album of theirs. Uh, it, whether it's Breakfast at Riffany's or uh, or International House of Man Cakes. Yes, it, it's it's really easy to get lost in their shit and uh, it's just all the fucking bass and drum funness. It's I love it, but I guess I'm biased. Yeah, thanks to them. All right, so the news. Under the news. Lamb of God. I haven't read any of these stories, Clint. Oh, What is Mark Morton doing? Mark Morton is going on tour. Oh, yeah. How's he doing that? With yeah. all those guest spots and stuff, what's he doing? I He's got somebody, just a singer. Just a singer yeah. covering all these songs. Right. Is, is it somebody? Not anybody that I'm aware of. Uh, the uh, it's the, a very short tour too. It's only like seven or eight dates. I thought it was. I think it might be more than that. Oh. It, um, a good news person would have put the dates on here. Shut up. It wasn't even actually the point in the story. It's just that. What's the point of the story? The point in the story is that you know where all these other idiots like Ghost and uh, who is that one guy that doesn't even make rock music? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mark is saying that there is plenty of good metal being made and plenty of good metal out there. Yes, there is. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Find good music. It's there. That's why we're here. It, we're trying to help. <laughs> we're, 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 on, we're on Team Morton. Yes. <laughs> we are certainly on Team Morton. And that tour is... Uh, support on that tour is... Uh, opening is our guys Moontooth, who we should be talking to here soon. Moontooth. Check them out. Their new fucking song is... A banging, and it is the good. Hmm? You don't say. I do say. Hell, I just did say. So, again, what what the hell? I I was gonna see a Slipknot and Metallica <laughs> in this story. <laughs> the uh, one of the guitar players for Mick Thompson from Slipknot. Mick Thompson from Slipknot. He uh, he was doing an interview, and he came out saying that uh, he came out bashing Metallica's Black album calling it commercial and all those fun he types was horrified, of things. He was horrified of it because he'd heard all the other albums leading up to it. And then my my beef with this thing is that... He stuck with this? He still... Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. No, he, he went on to say that he gets it now because, you know, as an artist, you've got to kind of change and move on with things and you can't just keep doing the same thing. But at the same... It's it, funny the for Slipknot to be Same breath. Exactly. It, they did the same thing. Those first two albums were fucking brutal. Brutal might be an overstatement, but those first two albums were getting it, and that third album, which I kind of ashamedly have to admit I, I like, is uh, totally made for radio, and the ones after it have just not been good. Maybe, in my opinion, not that I'm not a really you know big fan of this guy, but maybe that's all. What's his name's fault? Corey. Corey. Yeah. Because they're still playing brutal kind of... Ri- I mean, the courses, I guess, kind of get really yeah. gummed up there, but they've always have some decent riffs, and they always stay pretty heavy, but then it's, it's, I think Corey is singing more. He's I trying to bring that Stone Sour shit the, in there. I, I, more and more, I realize that... He killed Walk, though. Yes. The, uh, I, but watching that video, I realize that I don't like that guy. No. I, not for the first time, either. I, he's just... He might hear this. He is so in love with himself. It's it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's uh, yeah. I, I probably would be too if I was in the top metal band in the world. They were at one point. They're not now, but they've at any point they've been ahead of Metallica. <laughs> they have or they haven't. I'm asking you based in, on in your, my book. Based on your previous statement. No, except well, then you can't say that. Metallica's rock band. Metallica's a rock. They're band. R&B and soul. They're <laughs> smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. Speaking of smooth jazz, another smooth Brian transition. Scott Reader brought up, but wouldn't directly mention. This is that's very very good of you. We were just talking about Dime Bash. Uh, if you listened a while back when we talked to Scott Reader of uh, Fireball Ministry, and 
other things because he's Scott fucking Reader. We talked to him, didn't we? Yes, we did. He uh, he was kind of elusive about not wanting to completely. Uh, he, he was talking about his coming back from his surgery and how he had to be good to go by January, and he wouldn't actually say that they were going to be a part of Dime Bash, but. They were a part of Dime, Dime Bash. Has come and gone, and they were obviously a fucking part of it. And I'm sure Scott killed it because he's a badass. This is just a base themed fucking show. I love it. So I would get four downloads. <laughs> but you know, we watched the song, the the video of Walk, where, where 85 people are on stage. Dave Grohl's playing guitar for some fucking reason, but three guitarists in. Uh, What's his Corey singing, which he doesn't do. No, he did fine. Yeah, except for it's just hard to look at him because he just exudes. Yeah. I love me. I just. It was good though. <laughs> I'd watch it again. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it again, but I'd listen to it again. Yeah, it's it's okay. It, but obviously that's on the other side of the country for us. So not obviously because you don't know where the hell we are. Mm. Uh, but that would be a cool thing where to was attend. It? It's in California. Oh. All right. So uh, speaking of California, Devil Santa Driver. Anna. And Static X are going to California. Yeah, we talked about that Static X uh, quote-unquote reunion thing where they've got a singer filling in. Mm-hmm. The uh, the funner part, th- this is a good-sized tour, too. Uh, the funner part is that uh, something else that we've talked about before where Devil Driver's talking about playing Cold Chamber songs, this is the tour where they're actually going to start doing it. Pick, pick, pick. Okay. <laughs> Will they play that song, you think? I don't. <laughs> I, you, you'll probably get Loco. You'll get Big oh, Truck. you're going to get Loco and Big Truck for sure. But, I mean... That not, might be it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do five fucking Cold Chamber songs, I wouldn't think. They've come got 85 the come, albums. Come to you. Um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to hearing those Cold Chamber songs because I'm a 90s kid. They're not coming here, though. No. Cleveland. Uh, you this, driving us to Cleveland? I'm not. Okay. Well, we, wouldn't, we didn't even drive to the Alrosa when they were here. Yeah. But there's like there's a lot, lot, a lot of dates. Check yeah, that that's, out that's a big thing. fucking tour. Uh, the Static X thing, I've never been a fan, but I'm interested to see how, how this is received with the different I, I liked them in high school good enough. I mean, they weren't anything that I was telling people I was into, but right. it was okay. I remember yeah. listening to some parties and stuff on campus. Well, I, I never could get into it. But uh, speaking of getting into it. Your, your transitions are flawless. We're going into reviews, right? The reviews. The review, which is, uh, oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> That's all right. You can do it on the fly. It reviews. We went back and forth on a couple of reviews this week. We settled on a. We originally were going to do that new A Pale Horse Named Death album, which is. You're going to say this out loud? Sal Bruschetto uh, and Johnny Kelly, both former drummers of Typo Negative. And I said something to Brian about it. I've listened to those guys before. I said something to Brian about doing that as the review. He said he'd listen to it and it put him to fucking sleep. I turned it on at work, and it almost put me to fucking sleep, which I can't be at work. <laughs> and uh, drop sucks. So we're not doing that. It, it's it's like it's out there. If you want to check it out, I guess we're not going to talk about. It's like it. you're going to talk about it though. Slow orgy, deep and hard. It's it's not it's not good. <laughs> I don't like it. So we're going to talk about Weezer instead. That Weezer thing, which. Uh, this the teal album. Speaking of Weezer, mm-hmm. our guy Brian Ewing. Was on another podcast, the uh, We Are Weezer. You cheating podcast. bastard. <laughs> the We Are Weezer. I'm keying your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the We Are Weezer podcast. He's on the, he's on the newest episode of that. So check that out if you want to hear some more about Brian. And I believe there's another Brian, chance Brian to another chance to win some of his art. The uh, the art that he kind of talked about here, where when he said he's been listening to a lot of Weezer because of this. Anyways, so the teal album the is teal album is, is all covers falling in suit with everyone else and their mom is making the cover album. Yes, these trends kind of, you know, a few years back the trend was to have a self titled album, even though it was like your sixth album, your ninety fifth album. Yeah. <laughs> so now here we are, everyone's doing covers. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first one. We're not gonna do like a typical review. I don't. We're not gonna give it shits or anything. We so. haven't really had anything worth doing a typical review on. Yeah. In the past, but there's shit coming. I'm sure. So looking at the track list, I don't. I'm not gonna pull it in front of me. I was kind of excited to hear some songs. I was. Kinda, I was excited to hear. Um, shit, I should have it. Pull, let me pull it up. Obviously, I mean, not obvious, but they've released Africa already. That was yes. like their single. And I still can't listen to that song. But I, I was. I really was looking forward to No Scrubs. Obviously, a TLC song. Um. Take on me, I was interested in hearing that. Stand by me and Billie Jean; those are the ones that really, really caught my eye. And yeah. Those probably are some of the worst ones on here. 
Really? Kill, he murdered Billie Jean. No Scrubs was terrible. The key, Stand By Me was pretty good, I guess. The key here, though, is they, this is, what's his fucking name? He's got a weird-ass name. The dude from Weezer? Yeah. I have no idea. He's doing karaoke. Yes. They've changed none of these the, songs. I, I'm not going to do a lot of arguing with that. They, they, No Scrubs is probably the one they changed the most, and it, I mean, because it's an R&B song or whatever, but there's no, there's no choice. But all the other songs, when he, when he, when it's in his vocal range, he sings identical to the original singer. All the synthesizers, all the '80s shit that's normally going on in the background is all there. They haven't turned up the guitars and made it any kind of rock and roll or right. nothing. They've basically Weezer's frontman doing karaoke, but doing good at it. If you like the original songs, the problem is they already exist. Right, someone t- Toto has already done Africa, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so that's all. That's all. I I was disappointed that they didn't change anything whatsoever. I actually had more fun with it than I thought I would. It, it's uh, you'll never listen to it again. I will listen to it once more at least. Uh, you know what? I might listen to it more than that because that, just because I said so. Stand by me. Is that I, that was a good cover. Yeah. Uh, I literally, and I know what the word literally means. Stopped what I was doing. And put my ear next to the speaker at work when I was listening to it when those scrubs came on and and laughed for four <laughs> minutes. Cause that was just so I will skip that next time. Well, I, I guess but it was I, good to hear once. That I was should, I should preface this because my wife loves to be given her she turned she told me that this was a thing. Yeah, I didn't She told remember. me that they remade scrubs and there was an album, so I, blah 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 blah. So thanks for that, for this. <laughs> There's your shout out, my honey dearest. So go ahead. I the uh, I was ready to turn it off. Um, I can hear your phone. The first three tracks are Africa, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and Sweet Dreams. And I, w- I was getting ready to shut it down. Which are great. I, but they're original. I couldn't. I, I was. <laughs> it sounded identical. Uh, uh, I mean, if, if you like those songs, they are great songs, right? If you didn't like the originals, you're not going to like these ones. Come, uh, come track four is Take On Me. And I actually good song. did like their, their version of it. Just because it's... It, where it's they're eighty songs, but they're a little more straightforward. No, they didn't change a ton of them, a, a ton about them. But by the time we get to take on me, I, I I like that. I liked Happy Together. Paranoid didn't really do it for me, but I'm kind of biased there. I never heard of Mr. Blue Sky. Al had though. I made him listen to it. He knew Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, like I said, no scrubs. I I literally stopped what I was doing to listen to that and chuckle at it. Uh, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Billie Jean. Do you like that? I well, am. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. So, I am you know, not. I, I don't listen to Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I actually really enjoyed Billie Jean, and I will listen to that again because that was a lot of fun. And I, I thought the Stand By Me was pretty yeah, solid. That's probably my favorite. If I had to say a favorite one, Stand By Me. It, it'd either be Billie Jean or Stand By Me for sure. Because that's the, the fun here is that there are these old 80s songs that you might be embarrassed to have somebody hear you listening to. You can you can preface it with with no no I'm not actually listening to Toto this is Weezer doing it <laughs> what, what's fucking wrong with you of course I'm not listening to Toto it's 2019 <laughs> who would do that it's crazy you looking through Metallica songs yes we've we've talked Metallica a couple times we're gonna do top three Metallica songs this week um mine's is gonna be whatever the first three I see on my phone here that not would, really that would be awful not really but not a whole lot of thought going into this Clint could probably guess them. I would guarantee you, you can't guess my three. Hell no. You're going to try to be... I'm not going to try to be anything. B-sides. I'm going to tell you the fucking three you're songs gonna, that I you're, love. You're going to try to be B-sides, the songs that people I was, like. I was, like. It was the, that San Francisco Orchestra thing that they did. I, one of my three is on there. And I was listening to it That's and thought, you know what? That could be our, our shenanigans at the end of the show. Top three fucking Metallica songs. And I told you, because it'd make a good post. We can interact with people. And we can... Say our top three Metallica songs. Way to be prepared for the show, Brian. Just the whole Black album is my favorite. <laughs> You're the worst. Black and load. Load black. <laughs> Go ahead, Clint. You got this in the bag. I, uh, I will do this uh, th- no particular order. I will defend Death Magnetic. I think it's a pretty good album. But uh, it's also produced by Rick Rubin, and most of the shit he does is pretty good. My reasoning for bringing that up is that one of my top three is the f- the opening track on that. I think the riff is fucking awesome. I, I like his vocals and shit in it. It's It gets it from start to finish. I believe the song is called That Was Just Your Life. <laughs> Love it. 
I fucking love that song. I've actually learned how to play it on my bass a couple times. I've completely forgotten how to play it on my bass a couple times. That's why I had to learn it a couple times. But you understand what I'm saying. I'm not listening to you. You're not listening to me. Uh, Another one of my favorites is Off of Load. It's the last track, The Outlaw Torn. There's a couple really good riffs in there. I like his vocals and shit. Lars doesn't sound like he's banging on a trash can. Good fucking song. It's also like eight or nine minutes long, but whatever. And then, uh, because you can't... Orion is number three. And it's an instrumental. O'Brien? Orion. It's something. There has to be something, Cliff. You're lucky I didn't go anesthesia on you, but... I'm... You have no idea what anesthesia I'm is. I'm lucky for that. Yes. It's only like the best bass solo ever. But he's also got a pretty badass solo in Orion and a lot of really cool fucking parts. And uh, Orion is awesome. That might actually be my favorite Metallica song. And there's no vocals. It's instrumental. There's a theme to this show. Instrumentals and bass. Bass instrumentals. All right. Am I up? You have been for 20 minutes now. Okay. I actually plan on going second. <laughs> Well, so off load, King Nothing used to be my favorite song yeah. until we played it in the cover band, and it's been tainted. <laughs> it's been, but I'm still gonna go with that because I'm gonna. It is a good song. Be, what I, before that, that's before that whole thing. That's that's what I would have said. Um, I like Inner Man. You know, was that a single? Uh, that whole <laughs> was album, that a single? That whole album was a single. Half of the album was yeah. literally a single. And I like Fade to Black. Fade to Black's good. Was that a single? Uh, yes, I like the singles. Apparently, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's all good. I mean, of course. There's I a thought for sure you would have taken a bigger bite of this. I thought reload uh, sucks, and that and um, Saint Anger's hot sucks. Hot Everything garbage. else is is Metallica. I don't. That's hot garbage. This was a lackluster top three. I point. thought for sure you would get into it. No. Well, you you also so waited many. until we were sitting there. There's just so, I mean, there are just so many songs. I mean, it's all, it's all good stuff. That's why it's... And there's not even... I even like the, the Self-Wired or Wired to Self-Destruct album. There's a good song on it. Self-Wired. Yeah. I, I actually like that song, too. I heard it uh, yesterday. There's a couple of songs that are better on it. You know what? Whatever. We are on all <laughs> of the social channels... I really thought that you would have taken a bigger bite of that. I thought I'm that you sorry. Would have I'm fun. fool. I will. I'm a fool. Typically, Brian handles the shenanigans a little behind the music here, <laughs> and this time I kind of headed that up because again, I thought that I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Bridesmaid in the background now. Bridesmaid in the background. Count of Monte Cristo. You can find them on uh, Instagram and Facebook as previously discussed, and you can find a nod to our show in three albums from now. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> um, it's a joke, Clint. I get it. <laughs> Links below. Find them, support them. They are fun. Yeah, they are good. Stupidity. Buy a shirt, god damn it. Yeah, we've still got to... shirts on Amazon. Yeah. Those are still a thing. Um, with that awesome design. Everyone the, loves the, the three-eyed skull. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of Jillian, who is still awesome. If you want some cool fucking art done, either find her, Jillian Dublow, or hit us up. We will happily get you in contact with her. Quick Sh- thanks to everyone who played our games. With the giveaway, yes, in the in the Aqualand and, uh, trips, I those are all gone. If you're hearing this, they should be in the, that stuff should be in the mail now. Yep. Um. Hopefully, unless I wake up hungover again. And uh, we're on all the social channels: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find us, like us, subscribe to the podcast. I don't and even fucking care if you listen. Just hit subscribe so we get the download. And kiss my ass. Well, no. Okay, I'll kiss your ass. Okay. Bye. <laughs>